This has been a busy, busy month. And uh, the Hong Kong gathering, the oneness gathering, I shared a little bit about what was going on there last week. This last weekend, or the last few four days, we were in Ottawa for the As One gathering. How many of you actually linked in to the As One website and caught any of the sessions? One, two, three, a few. You couldn't. Which Which session? Yeah, at the, at the very beginning, there were some technical challenges, and uh, the Vimeo link was uh, changed, and the different things happened. Uh, it's all on there. If you go to asonecanada.ca, you can watch the whole gathering, and you can catch up to what the Lord did. And that was only a portion of what was actually happening and uh, on the recording and on the screen. I've asked a few people to just come up and share impressions of what the Lord has done with them. So I have a couple of people whose first experience at a gathering. How many here, by the way, have ever been to a gathering? And I don't mean a a conference. I mean an actual gathering. And I'll define what that means in a minute. Uh, How many have been to a gathering? Just a quick show of hands. All right. Not too many of us. Gatherings were something that started with Watchmen for the Nations way, way back in the, I would say, the early 90s. When the 94, I think, was the first one where the Lord spoke through scripture in Habakkuk. And the scripture was, in, I will whistle and they will gather. And the idea was that the family of God would hear his voice as he whistled. In other words, he just, you know. And whoever heard that voice would come together and with no agenda. When the father calls, we just come. So there is no plan other than just showing up and spending time in his presence. And that's very, very scary for a lot of Christian leaders because we know how to plan things. We know how to put things together. We don't want dead time. Uh, It's nervous time when there is just airspace and nothing is happening. Nobody's speaking. Nobody's doing anything. The offering isn't uh, being passed around. The communion isn't being served. All of these things. If it's dead time, a lot of Christian leaders, a lot of leaders in different contexts, if you're planning for a... a, uh, business conference, if there is dead air time, it's very risky because it can go slide either way, different ways. But to come together with Christian leaders, many of them, and Christian believers, many of them in one room, and just trust that God is going to speak and direct you was a brand new concept for many, many people. So gatherings were those times when a lot of leaders would come together along with the, the rest of the church family And there would be a group that would be called the leadership team or the discernment team. And they would spend time before every session for an hour, an hour and a half. And they would each share what the Lord has put on their hearts. Impressions of what they feel the Lord is saying about this next few hours that we're going to spend together in worship and whatever else happens. And for many people, it was very scary. And every one of us, originally, when we started, knew what God wanted to say. Now we just realize that only God knows what he wants to say. We all came with the idea that we knew the peace that we were carrying, and that was an important peace that would be expressed. In the first gathering when Silva and I attended a leadership meeting in 2004, the first thing that we went in with, I went in with, maybe she didn't, but I went in with this whole understanding of what unity was from John 17. And I was just looking for an opening to sneak myself in and to be able to share what God had given me that was so critically important for the whole Church of Canada. Time didn't come. Second session, time didn't come. Third session, time didn't come. 
the last session, time didn't come. And I felt that the Lord had shut me down. And I came home very frustrated. The second gathering we went, same thing. There was some more to it that the Lord had given me. And there was no time for it either. And finally, I learned that all we have to do is just bring our peace and put it on the table and leave it there. And that in itself is very, very scary for a lot of leaders. Because each one of us has been given by God a mandate. And now in the context of the church, you have all been given a mandate. So when we come together as the church, Paul writes it in this way in Corinthians. He says, when you come together, if anyone has a verse, a song, a word, a word of encouragement, share it. If you have a tongue, speak it in tongues and somebody else would interpret. But if there's nobody interpreting, then don't speak it. All of this God spoke about in 1 Corinthians, but we don't know how to practice it in the local church context very well yet because we have a format and we sort of stick with that format every Sunday. You know, you expect that there's going to be snacks and then you expect that there's going to be the worship team and then you expect that there's going to be the offering and then the announcements. And before you know it, somebody's up here speaking and before you know it, your expectation is right by about 1 o'clock, maybe even before that if we're lucky, But if it's after that, you expect that, hey, it should be over by now and I should be going home. Because we have expected God to work in a contained format. What would happen if God all of a sudden changed all of that and seven people here had a message that had to be delivered by God through you and we would take up until four o'clock? What would happen to us? Would we be comfortable with that? Would we be really upset at the leadership because they blew it in managing the time? Because we had an appointment that we had to get to or a lunch date that we needed to get to. What would happen if God shows up every Sunday and does that with us? Well, God is a God of order. He wouldn't do that. Well, what if he did? What if he wanted to wreck us enough to do that? So that was what the gatherings were. And the schedule would be online like it was this time. And there would just be three times. 9.30, 2 o'clock, 7. And if it happens, it happens. If it goes... From, one, from you know, 9 o'clock, 9.30 start, and if it goes all the way to 2 o'clock, then hey, maybe the 2 o'clock will be canceled. And that's the craziness of this thing. And when you have a 1,000 people who have paid good money to travel from across the country, from east and west, to come to Ottawa for a meeting like that, you guys were there a couple of years ago in Montreal, and you experienced it. That's kind of crazy. But that's the idea behind the gathering, that we come with absolutely no agenda. We come with no agenda. So I've asked a couple of people who it was their first time. Huri and Lauren, if you can just join me up here, I'm going to ask you just to share very briefly. And I know it's, I know you're good at sharing briefly, but uh, take as long as you need. So who wants to go first? So, um, right after the session, we finished the, uh, the meetings, I called, uh, Katya called me. She's in California. And she said, Mom, how is it going? The, the only way I could describe it to her was, um, Katya, it's like having a big party with the Lord. It is a great experience. So, um, Thank you, Sarah. So it was uh, my first time attending the gathering. Uh, I had heard about it. More? Okay. So it was my first time attending the gathering. Um, And uh, for me, on a personal level, I felt uh, such a presence of the Holy Spirit. 
And um, um, session after session, I felt um, um, God just touching me with his love. So this was on a personal level. Um, I felt inspired, encouraged, and refreshed in my heart. In the journey that I was going on in my life personally and what God was revealing and uh, putting on my heart um, was actually being reinforced on the stage. Um, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the fact that it was a party of worship and free to hear from the Lord and, and walk in that, so practicing that. And the highlight was also to be a small me, to be a part of the big vision uh, as a family coming from different nations, united, declaring. And um, it was very powerful, declaring uh, unity and, and um, positive God's hand on nations, especially our nation, Canada. And that was very, very powerful to me. So it was a great experience. Thank you. Um, so Hanny just asked me this morning to share, so I'm hoping that I can articulate this as well as possible. Um, for you, those of you who don't know, I actually grew up Catholic. So coming to City River, this was a very different expression than what I'm used to. And then I went to a gathering. <laughs> and I had a lot of questions. <laughs> So there was a couple of things that I took away from it. Um, and I think overall, the biggest thing is that there's no right or wrong way to worship. Um, they're all different expressions. And at the heart of it, it's all the same thing. Um, and as much as it was a party, as you said, one of the moments that I talked to Aaron about last night was that um, there was a moment that we were silent for 45 minutes in a room of hundreds of people. And there wasn't a moment that I wanted it to end. I wasn't bored. Um, I was enjoying every second of it. So um, I think that's really powerful that you can just be quiet with that many people and have a chance to connect with your thoughts and connect with the Lord. Um, and it was just an amazing experience. Thank you. It's, it's an immersion experience. It's a baptism by fire when you have to sit through a session that's about four hours long and worship that would be how long? An hour, an hour and a half? Long. 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 So Aaron was part of the worship team. He was uh, one of the three that led the worship team. And sure, was running behind and administrating. When you administer the worship team, you're really, they don't come up with a list of songs. And they're basically flowing with the Holy Spirit's direction and the sound that's coming from the room. Everybody in the room had the opportunity to share something with what we call a discernment table. And we're moving towards that here at City River with a couple of people that will be able to receive what you're feeling. The Lord is speaking to you. And some of you already do that by text, either myself to, to Rob. You come and text us a couple of messages. I feel the Lord is saying this. And sometimes we actually work with that and how we flow in our meetings here. You don't see it because it's all behind the scenes, but we want to make it visible to everybody in the room so that everyone can carry the same weight of God's glory because he has given his glory to all of us. 
And what you experienced, uh, what was happening actually was being driven not by the discernment meeting, but, but was driven by what the Lord was sharing through different people as they came and shared their feelings, what they were touched with at the discernment table. And that was directing us. And there were moments where you said you made, we made declarations. And the gathering was called As One. And there were people there from China, from Hong Kong, from Taiwan, from uh, Malaysia, from Singapore, from uh, Germany. And a lot of these people didn't plan on being there until after Hong Kong, which was last week. There was a pastor, a senior pastor, who doesn't speak more than the letters ABC in English. Literally, that's what he was saying. He doesn't speak a word of English. And he felt God spoke to him in a dream to drop everything and come to Canada to be with Canada and to stand before God together with the nation of Canada as a representative of of, uh, Korea and declare what God has in store for Canada. So the fact that these two individuals from the well, the well, from City River... Pardon me, Lord, for what you're doing. From City River, these two that came, there was many others. There was Ara and Salpi and uh, Alina. There was uh, Mark and Sarah and Aaron and Silva and myself and Shur. And uh, we were but a small representation of the rest of you. So what I really, I, I thank you both. What I really wanted to, go ahead. Go home now. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't know why I kept you here this long. But what I was trying to keep them here for was to visualize for you that they're not standing here because of themselves only. They were touched individually, but they represent exactly what the Lord was gathering from the different nations and gathering together in that one space, a representation. And not everybody had the chance to be on stage, but everybody had a chance to be represented in everything that was going on. So the Lord was knitting so that... 10, 11 people that were here from City River that were attending uh, as one gathering, there was something that the Lord was doing in us in representation of all of us. So the, the key things that came out of that was that the Lord was restoring the relationships within the nation. There were many leaders that over the last 10 years had fragmented. They were no longer walking together. And the Lord and His goodness brought them back in a very powerful healing way. There was repentance for having shifted away from one another. There was humility in the way that they expressed love and honor to one, towards one another. And there were many ministries that were coming together that made up the core leadership team. If you go to the, on, uh, the online website, asonecanada.ca, you'll see a listing of all the different leaders that were there. And City Rivers logo is there. At one point, we thought to take it down, but then as we continued to pray about it, the, the word the Lord spoke to us says, no, I want you to, in the expressions of the micro and the macro. So City River is represented there through Silva and I as leaders on the team. But the Lord is preparing his body, his family across Canada, and he's preparing it with the different nations that are coming to stand with us here in the land. We have Koreans here. We have Germans here. Europeans, Asians, Africans, all of us are represented in Canada. And Canada is not complete without the full expression and representations of all the nations. Now, how does this affect you personally? A big meeting happened in Ottawa. It's finished. I've asked a few others in the team uh, that were there. 
if they have anything that they want to share. Anything on your heart you want to add to that? Come on up. Um, so my dad asked me and I was like, like, I wasn't ready for this. I didn't plan this. I like to think about what I'm going to say. Um, and as we were worshiping just this morning, I was praying and I was asking God, God, what would you like me to say? And, uh, cause there's so many things that happen at this meetings. Like it's, it's a little overwhelming to condense it to a few minutes. But as we were worshiping, I felt uh, God remind me of the first moment when we walked into the gathering. Sorry, I don't like speaking in front of people, so I'm shaking in my voice. Um, but yeah, when we first walked into the gathering, I, I looked around and there were so many faces of people that I'd seen at these gatherings, especially because of my, my dad. I get introduced to so many people. And I looked around and I was like, I know, I think I know you. I think I know you. I don't know if I've just seen you somewhere. And um, I didn't feel like I should go and talk to them because I'm like, maybe they don't remember me, you know, like I'm just Hany's daughter. And uh, there was actually one person that I think I haven't seen in maybe 10 years. And um, we had met, I don't know even when, maybe the cry, Barry, Miracle. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyways, in Hollywood? No, we met before that. Anyways, clearly I didn't know when I met him. <laughs> um, so I saw him and I was like, should I say hi? Nah, it's okay. He probably doesn't know me. And we locked eyes like maybe 10 times. <laughs> and I was like, this is getting awkward. Like we're looking at each other, but nobody's saying hi. <laughs> and um, at one point I was worshiping and I was like, God, like, I think I need to go say hi to him. Like I'm going to find him and say hi. Cause this is just getting really awkward. Um, and I couldn't find him. I was like, okay, fine. Like, at least I did my piece. Like, I don't feel guilty. Um, and then the next session I, I sat ironically right behind him without realizing, um, a few seats over, but behind and we locked eyes again. And I was like, okay, just look away. Like <laughs> he won't, nothing will happen. <laughs> and, uh, in the corner of my eye, I could still see him like staring at me. I'm like, okay, maybe I should look again. You know, when someone's staring at you and you're like, this is weird. So, I looked again and he waved, but his wave was like a come here wave. And I was like, okay, now I feel peace about going and talking to him. So I went and I was like, Hey, like I haven't seen you, I think in maybe 10 years since Hollywood, there was a conference there. He's like, yeah, I was meaning to say hi to you. I'm like, we've locked eyes so many times, but I felt really uncomfortable saying hi in case you didn't remember me. And he's like, no, my daughter, Sarah was actually looking for you because his daughter's name is also Sarah. He's like, she was looking for you this whole time. Like, she really wanted to say, I'm like, thank you. Like, I was really worried that you didn't remember me. And he's like, no, we're family. And he grabbed me and he's like, always come and say hi to me. We're family. And it was such a small thing. But in my heart, I was like, wow, like, he's my father. Like, he's really family. And even though we had just met, like, for a short period of time, 10 years ago, he still remembered me. Like he meets so many people at these things and it was just really powerful. And I remember talking to Aisha, um, who was there, which has, who's led worship here before and telling her this story. And I was like, it's so amazing to see so many people that I haven't seen in so many years. And it felt like a big family reunion like cousin, second cousins that I haven't seen in forever and um, people that I haven't seen in so long, but 
feel so connected, even though we don't really know each other. Like, they don't even know my middle name. They don't know my birthday. They don't know my favorite color. They don't know my restaurant that I love. I don't know, black, maybe. Um, <laughs> apparently, that's not something my dad knows either. Um, but they, they don't really know me. Like, they don't know what I do for a living. They don't, they don't know that. Some of them were like, are you married yet? <laughs> like, two years it's been, <laughs> right? But somehow, the presence of God just connects us all together. And um, I think that was my most powerful takeaway. And, you know, I, it was funny because when Sher was up here, I was thinking, just a week before we went to uh, Ottawa, it was like two in the morning, and I was trying to get into the website to put up the slide about the no church due to the retreat, and I couldn't get in, and I couldn't remember my password, and I was like, what do I do? I can't text Sujin at two in the morning. I can't text my dad at two in the morning. Like, I don't want to wake them up. They're all so busy, and da, 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 and then I was like, oh, sure. She lives in Malaysia. This is perfect. It's 2 p.m. Like, no problem at all. And I messaged her, and I was like, oh, thank God you're there. And she's like, yeah, I'll set you up. And sure enough, sure enough, she got me online. She probably gets that all the time. Um, But, yeah, she got me online and hooked up and everything. And it's really cool the way God connects us all together. And it really, you know, when you were saying, how does this all fit to us? You know, there's a gathering in Ottawa and what now, right? But it's just cool the way God pieces us all together so that things can just click and work properly. And it's amazing that we can have family all over the world. And when we're working together, websites are made and (laughs) other powerful things that are more great than uh, websites. But yeah, that was my takeaway. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. So this year, Haney asked me to be part of the prayer group that meets before the meeting so that we can pray uh, for what's coming on for the rest of the day. And so during these uh, meetings, sometimes God would show me something. And um, a few times it happened that there was, whether there was no time or somebody else um, had to say what they're saying. And there were times where what, um, what God was showing me, what he was speaking to me, I was prevented from sharing it with the group. So um, in those moments, I realized the Lord was speaking something to me. And he was saying that, and, and it would end up that somebody else would say it. It would end up that that thing that I felt was from the Lord that we needed to pray was well, somebody else, it would come up. So it was the right thing. But many times um, it, it, I was, something happened and I was stopped from sharing it by the leaders that were there. And in those moments, the Lord said to me, what you carry is really important. What you, what I'm showing you is what I'm showing you. It's important that it's heard. But what's really, really more important is that uh, there has to be no offense in my family. So even though I showed you something, if something happened and you were prevented from sharing that, is there going to be any offense in your heart? Is there going to be any, oh, well, why, what, why wasn't I given the opportunity to speak at this time and somebody else did? Is there any, uh, you know, uh, attention on you? All of that has to be removed from my family because what I'm doing is so big that if offense is in the way, if hurt is in the way, um, if judgment is in the way, 
it won't be God doing it anymore. And what we need is for God to do. We, we, it can't be our own little kingdoms being built up, our own attention to ourselves. So, and then, um, the, and I said, yes, Lord, thank you. Great. And then on the last day, we were all given rings. So we, we, um, there were people lined up with different sizes to the rings, and we had to go and get one. So um, when I went to get, I tried all the different sizes, and nothing would fit on the ring that I wanted, on the finger that I wanted it for. And so my size was gone. And so the only size that fit on any of my fingers was the wrong size, but it had to go on this finger. Right. And then as I put it on, it was like immediately I said, oh, it's in my pointing finger. And the Lord said, yes. And this ring says on it family, one family, God's family. So the Lord said, yes. Remember what I told you. I want you to wear it on this finger because every time you want to point the finger in blame, in accusing, in saying, well, why did she do that? Well, why didn't he let me do that? Why wasn't allowed to do this? Why was that? Every time I want you to remember, don't point the finger because you're family. You're one family. You're my family. So when you point the finger, it better be a, a finger of blessing. It, be, it better be a finger of, I see the Lord in you. I see his glory in you. It, it better be something that is of the Lord. So wear it here for a while to remember something happens. Don't be offended. Don't get hurt because what God is doing, he's actually embrace that opportunity when someone corrects you. He told me, because actually I'm removing all the stuff that's in your heart that's actually not going to allow me to build what I'm building on earth in Canada, in your family, in your life, as it is in heaven. Amen. The, uh, the sharings that you just heard are actually the details of how we function as family. How we function as family as a church, how we function as family in our individual situations, how we function at family at every level. It's easier when we're functioning with individuals in a short time that are compressed in a gathering and they are globally connected and after four days we say goodbye and everybody goes to their home. But it's also a critical time because we're also walking very sensitively to make sure we don't miss what it is that God wants to do. So when we were, uh, when we were there, what, sh- what Salpi and, and uh, Sarah just shared, they are critical pieces of how we express family here at City River and how we live it out. The idea of offense. This is the ring, by the way. Okay, And you see there's two arrows on it. One horizontal going to the left. Do you see it there? That ends in the O. And one that goes up in the I. So it's meant to remind us. And the ones that received it just received it as a token of those because they were there. As a token for everybody else. I'm not wearing one today. I came back with that same ring from Jordan one time. And, and I was out with uh, Rob for coffee. And I reached open to open the door, that second cup. And as I reached to open the door and let go my hand of the, the handlebar, or the handle of the, uh, the door, the ring fell off. I heard it bounce on the uh, parking lot and it just disappeared. 
It took us how long? 15 minutes before we finally found it? And I thought, okay, that's interesting. That's prophetic, I think. I don't know. I look at things and, and always try to see the prophetic in them. But maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just a simple thing. But I think the reality, and I brought this time a couple of rings back for Rob and Mary. So just to confirm the fact that we are family. It doesn't mean that the rest of us that don't have the rings are not. But the example of that pointing finger, we lived that out in the leadership team the day before, the, in the last couple of sessions. And I'm going to wrap up the, my sermon actually is, uh, is all there. You can see the slides. I guess you won't, but uh, I have a whole bunch of slides. that are, There it is. That's my sermon, but you're not going to get any of it today. But, uh, and I think that's the way that the Lord wanted to speak to us. He wanted to speak to us in these ways. The one thing that came up in the leadership team, people were sharing about the events of the session before. And a number of leaders shared that somebody told them something or that they told something to somebody else, and it was all wrong. None of them meant to take the credit or give the credit to somebody else. David was sharing that uh, somebody uh, came to him, but it was the wrong person. Another person said that, I, I, I told so-and-so to go and do this. They were right next to that person that actually said it. They weren't lying. They were in the same spirit. They might have had the same idea. And it played out. And in the moment, in the pressure of the being on stage and all of the rest of that, mistakes were made and perceptions were misinterpreted. And we realized, the Holy Spirit spoke to us, realizing, and we realized that there is absolutely no room for offense because He gives the same thing to so many of us, but we need to live it out. So in your families, there's no room for offense. Sometimes, you know, that was my idea, but He said it. And you get offended because it didn't come out from your lips. Sometimes you, you say it, but somebody else spins it a different way and nobody hears that you said it. It could be the same at work. But when we humble ourselves and lower ourselves and the pointing finger is no longer there, then the room is made and space is made for the glory of God to flow through you into that situation because you extend grace. This was not what I was planning on speaking to you about. I was planning on, on fulfilling what I committed last time about the power of the blood. So I guess I have a sermon ready for a couple of weeks from now. Or not. Or maybe by then the Lord will tell me, put that aside. It's not for this season. Aaron, you had something you wanted to share. I just want to add one thing quickly. Um, my dad asked me if I wanted to share. And I, it's been a really busy week. And uh, I didn't want to... Um, take up more time than necessary or there wasn't much on my mind. Um, you've heard a lot of people share about the gathering and being there and, and being involved. And my dad mentioned that I was involved on the worship uh, end. And we meet a lot of people, you know, there's old faces, new faces. And I just want to encourage you as City River, encourage us that when we go and, and when you go and you meet people, um, when, when we're sharing about what's happening here in this building I can't explain or express the level of excitement, encouragement, um, disbelief that people have for what is being done here, what God's doing here, and really what you're 
investing into. You can talk to any of us that were there, and if we had the opportunity to people, oh, what church do you go to? Where, where do you attend? What do you do in Toronto? When we explain to people that we're three churches that meet together, they're like, wait, wait hang on. Because everything that's happening there at the gathering is... Uh, is a similar expression. It's, it's, it's leaders from different places. It's people that worship differently, um, that, that are loud, that are, that are quiet, that are this, that are that, that are different parts and different elements of the body of Christ, that are different elements and different parts of, of the, the church, the, the, the bride, whatever you want to call it. And there was a moment, um, where, there were a bunch of kids on stage, and they were dancing, and it was a lot of fun. Um, and they asked, they said, are, are there any kids from that group that want to come and share something, something that God has put on their hearts? And a couple of them came up and shared beautiful, like, hearing 10-year-old kids share is, like, just, ah. Uh. But what happened afterwards was uh, one of the leaders came and said to the rest of them, said, you know, just because you didn't share uh, doesn't mean that you're any less, doesn't mean that you are not as integrated, doesn't mean that you are not as much in any, in any way less of a part as of what God is doing uh, today here. And I, I want to encourage us as, as a body, as a church, as City River, as this community, that just because you weren't there, just because you didn't watch the live stream, just because any of that, I can tell you that not only do we carry you in our hearts when we're there, but these people, like it was Lauren's first one, and I, like, I warned her. I'm like, listen, like you're going to walk in, and people are going to love you more than you, you think they should because they know us, and as a result, we know you. And uh, she hugged more people in three days than, you know. Um, so just I, I want to say thank you um, for letting us go. Uh, on your behalf and, and on behalf of City River this time. And I don't know who's going next time. I've missed two years worth of gatherings. Um, and, but I know that whoever has attended over the past two years has represented us well. So just know that you are represented. And just because you weren't there doesn't mean you missed anything. Um, and when we meet here on Sundays, this is our family. And, and it's so beautiful to be together and uh, it's, it's a joy to share the stories with you because we got to go see some of the rest of the family. And we so look forward to, to you meeting them in person one day. And I know, like, Laura and Patrick being in Montreal. And, and uh, um, yeah, just, just uh, it's great to be back, to be honest with you. So there are a few gatherings that are coming up. Korea in March of 2020. Uh, and that's going to be very significant for the reunification of North and South Korea. So if that's something that resonates in your heart, Silva and I feel that we must be there. The Lord has already spoken to us. I invite you to prepare yourself, budget, prepare, do all of that necessary stuff so that we can, if we can as a team, go from here and stand with the North and South Koreans and declare, let my people go. It is time for Korea to be one and for the destiny of Korea, Korea as one family to be, dis, uh, dis, that, excuse me, to be released into the nations. So that's in March. Uh, who knows what else is going to come between now and then. Okay. October. October. These are uh, national things that are going on. I'm talking about gatherings that are more across the, the nations. Uh, Ara, you had something you wanted to share. Um, the time is almost done here, but I just wanted to feel, I felt that you need to recognize the significance of what goes on there. Um, 
Huri mentioned that, you know, it's a big party. But imagine this, that where there is peace, on the other side of that pivot, there is a battle going on. Paul says in Romans 16, uh, 20, he says that, and the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. So what we see in the peace with us, what's going on internally, we see what's going on with God externally is that he is, he is extending his victory, continues to vi- win the victory. Um, Paul also talks about us battling principalities and powers. That word principality that's in Ephesians is actually the word origin. Origin, beginnings, starting of things. So we, you know, all of the struggles that we have in our lives, and, and we recognize that there is... Uh, uh, an evil influence that's trying to infiltrate, whether it's individually or whether it's within our families, something that's local within the church. How do you battle something that is that large, at that level? It's done with these gatherings. It's God that says, now I want you to come together. I want you to step into unity. I want you to step as walking as, as one so that I can dismantle the origins that affect your lives in ways that you don't understand. So we're expecting the, the victories that we have there by God battling the origin, the principality, to now start to flow into your families. That you begin to feel the, the loosening of the grip in certain areas that you're wondering, what's going on? What's going on? I just can't seem to break free. It's coming now. Because that breakthrough is done at that level, now it's starting to funnel into the individuals and the families. That's what the gatherings are. So let's not, let's not minimize that. It's, it's really, really important. And whether you're there, like Aaron said, you're not there, it really doesn't matter because you're there with us in our hearts. We all go together as one. We go together. But when we recognize the significance and honor those that are stepping into the as one, then also what is being gained as the victory comes back to you. you. You recognize a righteous man. For being a righteous man, you get a righteous man's reward. A prophet, a prophet's reward, right? All of those things apply. Those principles apply. We went. We represented all of you. You walked in there with us as one. We walk there as one. And as the Lord called us to be one in these like different contexts, come together as one, come together as one. And there was things going on. Big party happening here while the enemy is being defeated out there. On this side of the wall is peace and joy and, and really a big party of the, of the children of God standing together as one. On the other side of the wall, hey, Satan's head is being crushed. And that's what we're standing here, right? Thank you, Ara. Thank you, Ara. There was a moment that blew my mind when at the discernment table, uh, the people at the discernment table are people that we've walked with across Canada for many years. Wanda Foss leads that. She'll be with us this weekend at the retreat. Uh, Kathy Kennelly Cameron, who is now uh, also part of that team, calls me over. And she says, these are for you. And she gives me a bag with four Farsi, New Testament, Proverbs, and Psalms. You know, the ones that we've been handing out to people that have been coming new to the church. She gives me four. 
we have been going to Canadian Bible Society and we've depleted their stock. They have no more. They've ordered some. They're expecting them to come sometime in August, but they haven't been able to re- fulfill what we want in terms of quantities. So she gave me four more. I went over to Ara and I, I, gave, I, I found the lady that brought them. She pointed her out to me. She brought these four New Testaments with her because she bought them 10 years ago. She lives in Ottawa and she was involved in a ministry and things changed in her life and she wasn't able to do anything with those and they sat in her home for 10 years. God put on her heart, you need to take them because there's a ministry that needs them. She packed them up in a plastic bag and brought them to her to the gathering and she gave them she didn't know who to give them to she went to David and David said give them to the discernment team they'll know who to send it to so they knew what God was doing here because Salpi has been on those calls and she's been sharing what the Lord has been doing among us especially amongst the Iranians here in the church and she called me and says I believe these are for you so I went and met with her and she says oh I, I don't need any credit it's just something the Lord did with me because I failed to use them 10 years ago he gave me another chance and they are meant for four people that the Lord... I don't know who they are yet, but God does. And this to me was what Ara was just describing. The shaking that happens in the heavens over a nation. As people across a nation come together to gather and to bow before him and say, Lord, speak to us whatever you want. We're willing to hear you. And when that shaking happens in the heavens, it trickles right down to an individual that we still don't know who it is but who will come here in the next few weeks and say, I'm from Iran, I want to know Jesus, let me know how to connect with him. Here's a Bible. Here's a New Testament. So I celebrate what God is doing here, and I celebrate what he's doing globally and what he's doing over our nation. And believe that things, and you know, a few people came to me asking about those of you who weren't there. A little girl came to me and she says, what happened to my friend? I don't remember her name, I'm sorry. I think she was, uh, she was a Korean girl or Chinese girl that was playing with Elizabeth. She asked me, how come my friend isn't here this time? Somebody came to me asking about you. A couple of people actually, a few people other than, but two distinct people that know you by name and asked for specifically by you. Many asked about many of you. My point is that we're, we are part of a global, but even more than that, a mystical, eternal body. We still don't see it, but when we come to the communion table, something supernatural happens where we stand with all those that have come before, all those that have gone ahead. We stand with Jesus at the table with the twelve, and with everyone between that time and today, something supernatural happens when we take of that communion. You know, sometimes I try to share from different perspectives of different streams in the church. In the Catholic Church, they believe that the bread becomes the actual body of the Lord and the the, the wine becomes the blood in a mystical way. It's just the way of expressing the same thing. In the Evangelical Church, we don't believe it becomes the physical body. But it doesn't matter what we believe on that because what happens is supernatural and it connects us across time and across space to all our brothers and sisters who have come before us and who are going to continue on. And it links us to the words of Jesus where he says, I will not taste of this wine or this fruit of the vine until I come back in my kingdom. And we're all waiting for that. So let's stand up and thank God for what he has done and what he continues to do within each one of us and all of us together. Father, we want to thank you 
for the power of your blood that has paid the price to, to unite us. Number one, to unite us to God the Father. Number two, to unite us to one another. Number three, to unite us to all of those that have come ahead and those that, will, uh, uh, that have gone before and those that will come ahead. Father, I thank you for the richness that we have inherited in your body. So we ask, Lord, now for you to, we give you access to our lives. We say yes once again. Lord, we give you authority to touch every area of our life that needs adjustment. We come to you like we would go to a chiropractor and say, whatever needs alignment, align it. Whatever needs adjustment, adjust it. Whatever, whatever needs, Lord, to be taken out of our hearts, take it out. And make more room for your spirit to fill us, to multiply yourself in us, to make us one with you. And Father, the love that Jesus prayed that we would have, not to love, us, to, not to love one another as we would love ourselves. Not to love my neighbor as myself. But to love in the way that you loved. Grant us that experience, Lord. That the world around us would see that you have come from the Father. Father, we pray for those four individuals that these Gospels, these New Testaments are going to go to. We pray for the hand of the enemy to be lifted off of them. That they would find us somehow that they would come into here and receive these Bibles and that they would grow in the knowledge of you. We thank you, Lord, and we expect much more. We expect much more, Lord, because we know that you do a lot more than we can ask or imagine. So, Father, may your peace now cover us. We thank you for this day. We thank you for what you have ahead, and we thank you for what you have accomplished in Ottawa that was just the tip of what you want to do across this nation and through this nation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful few days until we see the, those that are coming to retreat on Friday. And those that are not, we will definitely miss you. We love you and we will see you the week after, whether in a small group or on Sunday. God bless you all.